listening to the Oz TV podcast only on the Oz Network. It is the Oz Network coming to you today for a special episode. I say special episode because we do interviews constantly on this show, but it's been a while I feel since we've uh, done an interview, particularly a lost interview. Kevin Teague last year was our last lost cast member that we spoke to and that was also the last Lost episode we've done in quite some time. We haven't done a recap of Lost since 2019, the end of 2019. I can assure you, folks, that they will be returning very, very soon. Well, at least some point this year. But today, you're not here to hear a Lost recap. You don't want to hear Noah and I give our thoughts on Lost. Now, you want to hear from somebody who was on Lost, who was on the show, who played a character for numerous years, and that person is a man by the name of Francois Chow. Of course, played Pierre Chang among many other names on Lost. And we're going to learn a little bit more about how he got the role, the variety of names, how that was a bit confusing when he was initially furthering this role on more, as well as learning a lot about his career in Hollywood and some very interesting facts about when he first started right through to the type of roles that he is playing today. And there's even a bit of a teaser about a show that we're going to be doing later this year. We're going to talk to him about a role that he had on a television show, which uh, we have, I guess, teased and alluded to and almost kind of mentioned that we will be covering the show a little bit later this year, and you'll hear a little bit more about what that show is in this interview. So without further ado, here is our chat with the one, the only, Mr. Francois Chow. It's a pleasure to welcome our next guest here to the Oz Network, a man who has been in plenty of things that you know, and we're going to learn a little bit more about some of these roles today, particularly his role on Lost, where you may know him as such people as Dr. Marvin Candle, Dr. Mark Wickman, Dr. Edgar Hallowax, or of course, mainly, I think, as Dr. Pierre Chang. Outside of his role on Lost, currently on Expanse, he's been on Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, he's been on 24, which we'll learn a little bit more about today as well, Birds of Prey recently, and a myriad of other movies and TV shows across the years. It's a pleasure to welcome to the show Mr. Francois Chow. Francois, thank you for joining me today. It's a pleasure to chat with you. Oh, my pleasure, my pleasure. It's, thank you for um, having me. Quite the resume, quite the resume of uh, appearances over the years. Uh, I mean, is this something that when you first got into acting that you kind of thought that uh, this you'd be playing such amazing roles over so many years? Oh, well, obviously not. No, I think, uh, you know, uh, kind of uh, trying to think. Uh, I've been, I guess, a professional actor for almost, uh, how, almost... 40 years maybe and uh, I'm, I'm very very lucky to have had uh, you know able to work in all this time um, I came out to Los Angeles uh, about you know almost 40 years ago because I wanted to do film and TV and um, pretty much the, after a year or so of getting settled I was very lucky enough to start getting some work and then it's been pretty much uh, you know, pretty much steady ever since and that's uh, you know uh, as a, I remember my friends in school as we, we were all students uh, you know all we, we would be asked like hey what you know what's your goal what's your what's your what do you want to do and stuff and of course we all answer well we want to be working actors and you know just uh, be able to make a living at what we love to do and uh, I've been lucky enough to do that which is um, you know uh 
I'm still got my fingers crossed because you never know. <laughs> exactly. And and was there always sort of a goal when you mentioned wanting to be working actors, but do you kind of look at it at that point as a trajectory of, oh, movies would be more fun, TV, or is it a case of that point with the working actor side, I'll take a role and then see, I guess, where this path takes me? Yeah, uh, it's not, uh, especially as, when you're young and you're starting out, it's not a matter of, uh, you know, I'd rather do this than this or this and that. And, uh, you know, I'm not going to, uh, I've heard stories of, of, of actors saying, you know, I'll ne- you know, I'll never do commercials and I'd rather do, you know, I'm going to be doing uh, uh, just theater and I'm going to be doing this and that. And I'm a serious, you know, whatever. I think most of us, it's just, hey, uh whatever come you know whatever comes up if a job comes up it's it's great uh you know uh, of course you, you have to be uh you'll get a chance to be picky you know in terms of, of what you're offered and and that uh, but you know i think most of us as we're starting out it's just a matter of hey boy you know i got an audition and and well i, I got offered a job it's first thing that comes to your mind is well, is it going to, you know, is it going to be this or that? Or am I going to be, you know, it's just, oh, wow, great, I got a job. And <laughs> it kind of goes on from there. So uh, as you get, as I get a little older now, of course, I, I do get a little more, um, not so much picky, but I do, you know, think about certain roles that, that if uh, I get offered, uh, you know, uh, how, how, how it would be for me right now. Do you remember that? first job that you got when you finally an audition was successful and you were making an appearance on whether it was a TV show or, or a movie that first one you ever got well yeah the <clears throat> I came out to LA the first job I got was uh, wow it was is a voiceover for the uh, the uh, animation series GI Joe nice which was in the uh, you know in the 80s it was a big uh, it's very popular and um my my character was called Quick Kick, which <laughs> is uh, uh, you know an Asian, of course, an Asian uh, martial artist who was part of the GI Joe team, and we all had our own particular uh, you know talents or whatever. And I was told mine was uh, he was a <clears throat> former Hollywood stuntman who <laughs> turned <laughs> GI Joe. <laughs> And his shtick was uh, he would do like really, really bad impressions of, you know, uh, movie stars, <laughs> uh, which which was great because I could do really, really bad impressions of great. certain people. That makes it fun. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so what sort of, what, what, what impressions, like what stars were you having to kind of do? Well, you know, this was, let's see, this was like 84 and by that time, even then, the stars that I could remember, because I, I, I love old movies and I love uh, TV, so I've watched, the, you know, thousands and thousands of hours of stuff, of old movies. And my, you know, uh, my impressions were like, of, you know, of course, uh, like John Wayne or <laughs> Jimmy Stewart, you know, or, or stuff like that. Now, I mean, I don't even know if people... You know, if you say Jimmy Stewart, I think most of the younger people today will go, who, who, what? Yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> thank God it's not the day that I had to do impressions because I wouldn't know, you know. <laughs> just, just, uh, I haven't got anything to put you on the spot here, Francois. I'm not going to say, like, do me a Chris Hemsworth or something like that, you know, don't, don't worry. <laughs> it's, it's, it's not quite there. But, I mean, was that... 
doing sort of your first role as voice acting, I mean, had that been something that you had thought about kind of doing it and that that might be your first role or back to what you're saying? It's kind of you, you take at that point what you can get. So why not give it a go? Oh, yeah, no, it's not. Uh, there was no, no, you know, having and hawing about, oh, should I do this? Or I wonder if I can. Uh, it was just like, oh, my God, a job. Right. And actually, uh, that was my the first acting gig here and my first voice acting gig. Wow. And uh, boy, it was, you know, talk about getting thrown into the deep end of the pool. Uh, I, you know, I showed up and uh, it, it, all of these other amazing voiceover actors uh, who, who were doing this, you know, who were doing the job um, were there. And it was, it, it's a very uh, small circle of people. Uh, I think it might be a little more now, but even now, it's a very small circle of people who are uh, who do most of the voiceover stuff. Um, and uh, <clears throat> I was just, you know, I'm like, wow, what am I doing here? I'm just sitting there, watching people, trying to figure out, uh, you know, should I do this? Or, and everybody's just like, oh, let's do this. Blah, blah, blah. So it was a it was a great great learning experience, and it was just uh, I was very lucky that <laughs> I didn't get fired after the first <laughs> after the first day. <laughs> what happened? How 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 was that? Was it just that they've been thrown into the deep end? Was there something particular that happened on that first day? No, 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 no. It was just like I was like, wow, this is uh, uh, not uh, because uh, I mean I had never done any voiceover jobs before, and I wasn't sure what uh, how even how it was done. You know, we would all gather on the day for for an episode, and we would sit around and the table and uh, read through it with the director and he would go, you know, okay, as we do it, um, he would just say, okay, that's good now, but you know, this line, try to try this, you know, don't, don't go. So uh, put it together a little more and this and that. And as you just, and I would do it again. He goes, no, 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 it's okay. We just, I'm just telling you, don't, don't, uh, you don't have to do it again. We'll do it when we record it. <laughs> so it was like, oh, okay. And everybody else, you know, they're sitting around or, they're reading, they're making jokes, and they're like, oh, blah, 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 blah. It's just very, you know, you can tell these people have been doing it for years and years. And they're very, yeah. they're pros. So it was, uh, it was a little, it was very intimidating. But, uh, you know, I was just, I just did what I had to do. And uh, uh, after a while, I, I, I relaxed a little bit. But, uh, you know, I think it was, <laughs> it was, like I say, a great learning experience. I know a lot of actors don't necessarily like to watch their own work. Sort of, they they do a show, they do something like that, then they can kind of move on to the the next project. But for your first one, do do you get to that point where it's like I've gotten this job, I've put in all these hours, it's been a lot of fun, I want to see what it looks like. Do you do you watch that GI Joe then and go, wow, I want to see what this looks like on screen? Uh, for that job, uh. Yeah, because it was just my voice. So on the screen, it was just, you know, the animation. So I wasn't really um, too worried about that. And of course, as soon as you hear your, your voice, uh, you go, wow, geez, that's what I sound like. <laughs> uh, it's just, it's a little strange at first. And you go, oh, geez. Um, and then, you know, as I started working more and more, uh, I used to... Uh, not watch myself not because i didn't want to see myself on screen uh most of the time i was just kind of like you know it's kind of too lazy to just you know or just not 
interested. <laughs> it's not like, oh my God, I've got to watch myself. And then, you know, Eight o'clock tonight, I'm on TV, quick. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, I, I, my, my wife is always telling me, you know, you got to tell people you know, what you're doing and stuff. I'm like, hey. You know, I never, I never like tell, you call up all my friends and say, hey, I'm on, you know, tonight on this show and then, you know, watch me or I'm, I'm on here. I'm like, eh, you know, whatever, it's, it's okay. Now, nowadays, I do watch um, myself just to make sure that um, I can tell the, the, the difference between what I do now and what I did when I was starting out. And I just want to make sure that I'm not, you know, sometimes I watch myself, myself and I go, hey, you know, at, at certain points I go, oh, there you, I, yeah, you catch yourself. You go, ah, see, I caught you. you. You were acting there. You weren't, you know. I can see it. I can see it. So that's, that's, that's when I watch myself now, just to make sure I, I don't have too much of that going on. <laughs> it's also a case of I can imagine you just having a chill night at home with the wife or family, friends are over, you know, put something on and all of a sudden, oh, there you are. Uh, it's yeah. like, do you ever kind of have those moments? You're like, wasn't I in this episode or something along those lines? <laughs> uh, yeah, more and more as I get older now. <laughs> Uh, it's like, oh yeah, geez, look at that! Look how how uh, young I look then. Oh, geez. Yeah, I wouldn't do that role today if I had the opportunity again. Oh, maybe I should have been in that one more. I mean, you, you sort of work steadily, sort of after that, sort of through the the nineties, and then obviously, you know, a large reason why we're here to talk to you today you know, into the 2000s when it comes to uh, your role on Lost. But were there any particular roles that sort of you, you got after that first gig where all of a sudden you thought, well, this is this is why I'm acting. This is why I got into this. Um, I think up until Lost, even after Lost, uh, up until then, uh, a lot of the roles I, I uh, got, uh, I was usually the villain or the bad guy. Uh, I started out, I mean, on... on television shows on these episodic like uh, cop shows and whatever <clears throat> I started out usually when I was younger I was the uh, like the gang member right mm -hmm. in the in the leather jacket and then uh, after a while uh, I guess I, I got promoted <laughs> and I started getting roles <laughs> where I was the uh, the head gang leader kind of like real life right you start with a leather jacket yeah. and you eventually make your way up the gangs yeah yep right then eventually <laughs> I was the guy the head, uh, you know, drug lord in the Armani suit. Uh, that, that, that lasted for a long time. Um, so, it, you know, it was a lot of, uh, a lot of uh, actors always, you always hear, oh, you know, I don't want to be typecast in, in something because then I, you know, I, I can do all sorts of things. And uh, let me tell you, being typecast is, uh, is okay. Because uh, <laughs> they know you, they know what you do when they say, hey, you know what? I think Francois can do that in his sleep, so let's just get him. Let's <laughs> get <laughs> uh, the phone call. So it's great. Yeah, it's great. Um, yeah, so uh, mostly, uh, and also it, it, the time that we lived in uh, for uh, an Asian American actor, the roles weren't exactly, you know, uh, pouring out with, with all sorts of different types of roles. It was, you know, uh, especially on TV, it was pretty much. Um, the, like I say, the gang member, the bad guy, sometimes uh, a cop or a doctor or something, and, and you know, but uh, a lot of it was was just that. So, you know, that's 
that's what it was in the 80s and in, in the 90s. And was that um, frustrating? I mean, obviously, we've come a long way now where kind of there's a lot more diverse roles for, for Asian actors. But, I mean, I can imagine, I mean, amongst sort of your community at that point, is it is it frustrating that this is all that is being offered to you at the moment in Hollywood? Yeah, it, it, it was, uh, I think, at uh, as a certain level it still is because even though like like you say it is much better now but uh, yeah it's it's frustrating because um you know you 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 it's almost like uh for this industry there's the business side and the artistic side the business side you're going hey you know i'm getting work i'm getting paid i can pay my rent i can do you know this is i'm making a living on the artistic side sometimes a lot of times it's not you know, the most fulfilling thing to be, all you do is, is you know, uh, you're on set and, and, and your scene is, you know, hey, all right, go kill, you know, whoever is the, <laughs> go kill MacGyver, go kill, you know, whatever, <laughs> whatever show was at the time. And uh, it's not artistically fulfilling. Um, so you have to find other other venues to, to, to do that for yourself. Um, but you, like I say, um, half of it is a business. So if this is what you're going to go into, you got to think, hey, I'm very lucky to be able to do this and, and you know, feed myself as opposed to having to do, a, you know, two or three day jobs and then having this come once in a while. Uh, so, yeah, it was, it, was, it was frustrating, but at the same time, um, what, because I was able to to do it, uh, it was okay. You know, uh, I, I there's of course there are certain times where you go, wow. Uh, there were some times where I didn't want to audition. I refused to audition because the, the role was so like blatantly racist or just blatantly just awful. <laughs> you just go, no, I, you yeah, know, I can't do this kind of thing. And I can also imagine too that. You know, a lot of the times when you're looking at a role of an Asian character in a movie or TV show, it, it, it's generally a broad brush where you're maybe playing a, a Japanese character when you have no Japanese origin and it's kind of, it's just such a wide brush, right? And I can imagine things like that are, are frustrating coming from, you know, such a large, diverse continent where, you know, some people are just going to look at it straight away of, oh, you're Asian, it doesn't matter what character you play, whereas that's not the case. You, you're completely as far away as somewhere like Japan as, you know, America would be from, say, Brazil or something along those lines. Right. Well, you know, that's, uh, that's an interesting uh, uh, point now because from my generation, at least I think... Uh, uh, from my point of view is we thought of it as because i've played you know i'm uh cambodian vietnamese and uh i think i have a little chinese in there somewhere down the line but i've played japanese korean uh you know chinese vietnamese um, all, all all over the place and from my generation of actors we kind of thought i shouldn't say we i say because it's this is my opinion I kind of thought that <clears throat> as long as it's an Asian role, say the role is of a Japanese, uh, you know, army officer or something. Now, if I can pull it off and someone watching it will watch it and go, or especially a Japanese uh, person watches it and goes, oh, 
he's Japanese, then I go, okay, that, that, you know, that's fine. Um, that was then. Now the acting pool is much bigger. And I think uh, it, it, it's, it's more of, let's say it's a Japanese role, then I would say, hey, let's, you know, try to find a, a, a Japanese, Japanese person, yeah. person of Japanese descent first to fit, you know, to see what if you can find whatever. I'm sure, I'm sure you can. Mm -hmm. But if there's a particular uh, thing that you're looking for that you can't find, then then maybe you can open it up. That might be okay. It's it just you know, from it's just like a, each each situation is is uh, different. Um, you know, and of course, also now uh, as a producer or whatever, as a studio, of course, you're always looking for uh, a name person or whatever to draw in the audience. So that's another aspect that you have to consider, which it's it's like it's kind of a catch twenty two, like like all things, right? You go, oh, I gotta I gotta fill this with a, a name person who might not be Japanese. But at the same time, right, if you don't give an opportunity to other people, they'll never become a name. So what do you do? Right? Yeah. You just go, oh, I guess that's 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 how the business is. Yeah, for sure. Building that up. Do you yeah. remember your first time you got recognized, you know, from a from a show or a, for a movie? Uh, you know, do you remember what that was and, and where you were when somebody's like, hey, I saw you on TV last night? Um. I'm yeah, see, I'm probably the guy that most people go, "Hey, you look so familiar." <laughs> and, uh, and you go, "What? Do I know you?" And I, and I'm, and I go, "Well, I'm not, I'm not sure. Do I know you? Do we know each other?" Uh, it's like, "Oh, yeah, you're that guy, or whatever." Mm -hmm. uh, I think you know, the the first time, and this was, was very surprising, was uh, after I had done um, the the second Ninja Turtles movie. And, uh, you know, the, at that time, it was very popular and the kids were going crazy. And uh, I remember uh, I was doing something and there was a couple, there were a couple of kids uh, in the cast. And, you know, as soon as they saw me, they were like, oh, my God, it's you. It's you. And I'm like, what, what are you talking about? He goes, you're, you're, you're the shredder. I'm like, oh, holy cow. How, how did you recognize me? Oh, no, I know you. I know you. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> it's amazing how you know i mean the, the part was mostly uh i mean i was i wore a big helmet thing and a mask and all you could see was my eyes mm. but the kid man that's you know they know they can yeah, they can it's, yeah it's, which i mean also too this is pre-internet right this isn't something oh, yeah. in streaming and things like that where you know they oh, can just yeah. watch that on repeat on netflix i mean this is they right. can't even imdb you francois it's not like you yeah. know when you're watching a show yeah. now like who's that guy i've said oh there he is episode seven yeah. of this show that's exactly. where i remember him from <laughs> exactly exactly yeah it's yeah. it's crazy to think just because that's that's the thing now i find that it's it's a common i mean i'm sure you probably do it you're watching a show and you're like who is that i know that and you, it's, right. it's, it's, it's it's destroying you, you you're just so distracted yeah. in what you're watching you've got to pull the phone out what's that actor's name scrolling through the oh the er episode four of season nine that i remember that right. doctor they played something like that right 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 <laughs> well you know uh as i said i i'm i'm Actually, I guess I would be, I'm a child of TV. 
I, when I came to this country, when I, I was about to, oh, geez, seven, maybe, I, you know, I love TV. I watch TV as much as, as, as possible. I, I basically learned English watching TV, right? Wow. I know, and, and it's, it's getting a little harder now as my brain cells are starting to <laughs> go away, but I, I'm one of those guys who can, who knows every actor's name, who knows what I, you know, what they're in. I remember the movie or the TV show, not just the stars, but every, you know, so when I watch stuff, I, I see somebody, oh yeah, that's, you know, that's this person from blah, 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 blah. You're your own IMDB. You just got it built yeah, in. Yeah, I was, I was, I'm like, uh, I was, uh, you know, right there. Um, so, um, and then especially, uh, it's funny because uh, for, uh, as an Asian American actor, every time uh, you, I see an Asian American face or an Asian face on, on something, uh, I go, hey, who's that? And most of the time, I'll know who it is because we, we, it's weird that we, we kind of know each other. Most of, most of us know each other. Not so much now because now, uh, and it's a great thing. Now there's a whole new generation of, of actors um, that are everywhere now. And I watch TV and I see so many more faces that look like me, but I don't know who they are. I go, wow, that's, that's great. That's amazing because, um, you know, it, it does show that we have come a little bit of a ways. You know? Which is obviously fantastic to, to kind of, yeah. to see that. I want to talk Lost. Um, it, obviously a role that, uh, you know, still to this day, here we are talking about it all these years yeah. <laughs> later. Now, I believe you just, you filmed one of the orientation videos that was kind of, you know, where you got onto it, but then you were, you were asked back to do more continuously. Do you, do you remember when you first, I mean, did you have to audition where you just sort of given, Hey, we just need you to film this kind of how that came about. And then what led you into being a more of a recurring character? Uh, oh yeah. Um, well, yeah, I did have to audition. Uh, you know, uh, you walk into the waiting room and there's a, you know, 20 guys standing around waiting to audition. And, um, um, I, let's see, uh, what was it? I always see that, you know, I still kind of believe it may not be true or not, but one of the reasons I probably got the job was that uh, the audition was this sort of, uh, was actually the, the first orientation film. And it was like a two page, two and a half page monologue, right? Uh, and usually uh, I try to memorize everything if I can. Uh, so obviously, uh, you know, and I didn't have that much time, but I did memorize it. I went in and uh, I just did it uh, without the script uh, one time through. And as soon as I got through it, I was like, "Ooh, baby, that was <laughs> the casting person. April was like, oh, man, you know, how'd you do that? I was like, oh, well, you know, it's <laughs> uh, so that might be just the only reason why they cast me was because I was able to memorize the whole thing. Uh, <laughs> well, it worked. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then, <clears throat> so it was just, I think it was just that one shot. Uh, I thought, oh, man. All right. I, I, when I, I got the job, I was like, all right. They, uh, they, I'm, I'm going to Hawaii. And uh, <laughs> so they, they, they call me and they say, okay, oh, great. Uh, so you, you know, your call time is this, blah, blah, and then you'll be going to 
uh, Burbank Studios over. In- <laughs> 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 what? Wait, what? Uh, so we go. I, we filmed that first orientation video on the set of. Uh, there was another show that J.J. Abrams was doing at the time called Alias. Mm-hmm. So uh, at the end of the day, uh, the Alias uh, production people were through. So we came in there with a, you know, like a the minimum amount of, of people, and we we shot the uh, the orientation video, and I think basically that was that was it. That was a one shot deal. Wow. Uh, and uh, so I like maybe a couple months later, my agent called and said, "Hey, they want to do another one." I said, "Sure, great." <laughs> um, Still at Burbank. <laughs> <laughs> Don't quite book uh, those tickets to Honolulu yeah, just yet. <laughs> uh, no, man. Uh, and then, but then after that, they wanted to do some, you know, they kept calling and said, okay, we, you know, we're going to do some more. And finally, it was like, okay, now you're going to go to, uh, you know, you can fly to Hawaii. And we'll, we'll yes, it's it. worth it. <laughs> yeah, all right. <laughs> Finally, finally, these long yeah. hours of learning monologues and wearing yeah. lab coats and coming up with a different name every single day. Ah, finally, this is this is what it's all for. <laughs> it was, it was. And it was very, you know, I think it maybe Lost might have been the show that started the whole, now, you know, every time you audition for something, you just have to like sign an NDA and you can't say this or that or who's going to whatever. I, they give you weird scripts that, you know, Lost might have been the first of that because people were leaking stuff and they were, I guess, you know, um, so for my part, they, uh, I would fly to Hawaii and that night, uh, they would give me the, uh, the script, uh, not the whole script, just this, my stuff for what I was going to do the next day. And it was because it was those videos. It was usually like a, you know, a couple page monologues. Uh, and then the next day I would have, I would have to go and film it and, uh, after a couple of those, I had to say, "Hey guys, uh, you know, I, I I'm okay at memorizing, but it's, it's it's I need a little more time. <laughs> <laughs> I think just giving it to me the night the night before is is really hard. So, uh, but even then, I never got uh, not until I think season five or something where I got the whole script. Hmm. Which there's a scene in the opening uh, episode of season five where they're kind of following you and they give you a script and you're like, no, I don't need a script. I can do this all right, on my right, own. Right, right. Was, was that acting, Francois? Or was that just, you know, like, was, they just kept the cameras rolling uh, between takes and that was that was how, pro- I don't need a script. Come on, let's get with it. <laughs> uh, well, I could say uh, that was the, the real thing, but no, I was uh, <laughs> all, I'm like, uh, give me the script and just tell me what to say and uh, this is, you know. which it must be exciting though because we've spoken to a a few guys from lost who kind of you know start off sort of in a small smaller role and then it gets expanded and the type of show that lost is where you know there's all these mysteries and things are always expanding so i mean you you can never know from that initial orientation film that you do that that's going to expand into basically a somewhat main character i mean in the final episode you were billed as a a main cast member so i mean i guess that's as a role of an actor that's what you hope for to kind of go that way and if you can expand on that character which they really did a a good job i feel sort of season five onwards with the the flashbacks when you know you find out your miles dad and all these sort of stuff Mm -hmm. where there's all these layers for this one random guy that people probably blink and you miss it in that you know season two episode oh this guy's going to be a big deal in a few seasons exactly exactly um, yeah, it's, you know, 
people always ask me, and I, I still think, I I think the writers sort of had a a pretty, uh, I guess, a basic outline of what they wanted to do uh, from the beginning. And as they started writing for each episode, each season, certain things came up that, uh, you know, they said, oh, hey, this might, this is, I think this will work, this will fit in right. Uh, the whole thing with, with uh, my character ending up as, as uh, the character of Miles' father, uh, I don't know that, you know, in, in season one, writers were sitting there thinking, hmm, maybe later <laughs> on, we'll, we'll, you know, we'll do this. And I think that's going to, you know, I think it's just like, hey, wait a minute. We got we got this actor playing Miles. He's great. And look, you know, and then we have, you know, Dr. Chang. Hey, there's an opportunity to let's, let's go with this kind of thing. Uh, I think that might be that there's a, quite a few uh uh, a few uh one you thought uh, opportunities like that for them and do you get lost in the i guess the questions because it's interesting you know many people in the show have said and it's it's obviously the common question you get from lost fans did you know what was going on did you understand that but do you get lost no pun intended in it yourself so like for example in that premiere episode of season five I mentioned when time travel is alluded to and kind right. of, you know, as a viewer, we're going, Ooh, what's this? I'm sure even as an actor, you're getting these partial scripts. Like, do you kind of go, Oh, what's going to happen? I want to know myself. Uh, you know, it's funny. You got just, uh, yeah, you do. I think, I, uh, well, for this show I did because, uh, I mean, to be honest, uh, after I did the orientation uh, bit, uh, I didn't, I didn't really watch the show until, you know, uh, I think I started watching it maybe season three, you know, partway through season three or something. And, and the reason I started watching was because people would come up to me and, and start asking questions about, you know, <laughs> hey, you know, in, in, in episode six of, uh, you know, halfway through when, when this was said, and what does that mean? <laughs> I was like, Sorry, I have no I, idea. I have no, I have <laughs> what no show is this? <laughs> yeah. So it was a little bit, you know, I was like, oh, geez, it's kind of embarrassing. I, you know, I better, I better start watching so I can at least, you know, say something. <laughs> so I started watching it and uh, I, it, I, got, I got caught up. I was like, wow, I can see why people are so, so gung ho about this show. Um, you know, you get caught up in the characters and 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 what's happening and, and you just go wow i mean my wife and i watched the pilot episode the, the two-hour pilot and we said hey wow this is pretty, this is great but you know and i kept thinking wow it's very entertaining but it's a bunch of people stuck on an island you know what are you going to do right hmm. <laughs> yeah uh what can you do and sure enough they they came up with stuff where after i started watching it i was I getting really caught up and then, you know, as, as the seasons went and then, uh, especially starting with season five, when I started getting the whole script and I, I kind of knew what I had to film and what was going to happen, I was like, oh, geez, this kind of spoils it for you because you, <laughs> you, you can't really watch it anymore as it's just a, you know, uh, observer. You, you, you kind of, you know what's going on. You can, 
And then people asking you questions, you're like, oh, crap, I know too much now. I have to be careful yeah, what I like, say. Yeah, I can't really tell you, sorry. <laughs> and it's also unique with the character as well because, I mean, we I don't think we get to know that your actual name is Pierre Chang, I think, in Two Fists. So, I mean, every time you're doing a orientation film, you've got a different name. So, I mean, that's even right. playing a character. You're probably going, who am I playing? I'm a different person every right. single time. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, after the first one, uh, was it uh, yeah, Marvin Campbell was the first one. And then uh, I, I flew to uh, to Hawaii, and then I got the uh, the, the sides for the next uh, thing I was to do, and it was uh, Mark Wickman. Mm. Right, looking at, it, I'm going, wait a minute, that's wait. I, I thought I was Marvin Candle. Who's this guy? Why am I? <laughs> and it was a whole different, you know, whole different look. I didn't have the lab coat. I was in a kind of a 70s you know turtleneck and and, and stuff and, uh i you know at that point you know i think for most actors we're like hey i'm working so i'm not gonna be too uh too worried about what <laughs> hope the writers know what they're doing that's basically yeah, what it comes I, down I to you. right <laughs> right right just give me this write the stuff give it to me and uh i'll do the rest and uh, um yeah so you, you, one funny thing about the, the show is, and this character, is that because it's so, uh, you only see the character in in certain spots, and and as as the actor, you only get certain information, right? So you do the stuff, and then as you go down the line, uh, you get more information, you get more information, and by season five, where they kind of you're in, in real time, even though you go back in time and you, you see the character um, interacting with other characters and so forth. Um, I was like, wow, I, I, uh, I, didn't, I didn't realize that uh, Pierre Chang was such a jerk. <laughs> I was like, wait yes. a minute, wait. I, oh, geez. <laughs> I guess I can't do anything about it now, but <laughs> it's, it's like, oh, okay. Goes back to that villain mentality, right? Oh, villain again. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, oh, geez, wait a minute. Why is he? Uh, and it's funny, it's funny. I, I, like, uh, with the different names, it, and then this could be my ego thinking about this, but when they said, oh, your, your real name is Pierre Chang, uh, my agent called up and said, "Hey, you know what? I think uh, I think they're giving they're giving you a little, uh, you know, homage to your name there because because my I mean, my name is Francois Chow, mm-hmm. so <laughs> I guess the, the the closest they can come up with is that oh, let's make him Pierre. Yeah, uh, right? <laughs> could have went Jean Paul or something like yeah, that. Yeah, right, maybe. exactly. <laughs> kind of goes that way. And did you find out was is, was that the case? Was it kind of a homage to your name? Oh, I don't." I don't know. <laughs> mm. we'll, we'll get JJ or Damon on the line. We'll, we'll kind of we'll, yeah, we'll find out. Really <laughs> what was it like working with um, with Ken, kind of when you had to do the whole storyline of, of Miles being your son? Because I can imagine Ken oh. would be a fun guy to work with. Oh, yeah. No, he was great. He's, uh, I, I, you know, I, I knew who he was. I had seen him in a, in a few different things before that. And, uh, again, you know, being a, an Asian-American actor, I was like, hey, Wow, who's this guy? He's great. I, you know, I gotta see him. 
but uh, yeah, it was great. It was my favorite. Uh, my favorite scenes were um, once we, I think, yeah, in, in, was in season five. Once I started working with, uh, had some scenes with Ken and, and with Jorge, who played um, Hurley. Mm-hmm. Um, those were well, those are really fun, fun scenes to work on because uh, you know the three of us got along pretty well, and we were like, oh, this is, you know. Well, I saw in another interview, I believe, that whenever you're in town with Jorge, you, you, you catch up with him and sort of uh, still keep in touch. Is that a similar thing with Ken or any of the other guys uh, from, from Lost? Yeah, you know, it's it's hard. Uh, last, like, years, must, must be like, wow. Uh, wow, man, it must be like almost uh, seven, eight years ago, maybe. Uh, I was doing uh, a pilot in, in New York and uh, it ha- so it happened that uh, Jorge was in the same pilot. And um, so we got together with Ken, who, who lives in New York, and we hung out for, you know, whenever we could for the day and so forth. And we, one day we, we got together and we're like, hey, well, let's, uh, you know, why don't we, uh, let's go see a show tonight. So uh, well, let's, let's walk down to, to, to you know, the district, the Broadway district. And, See what what we can you know the tickets we can get, and uh, so we said okay let's go. So we started walking down, and then you know, of course five minutes later, as the three of us are walking down the street, you know, people are like, oh wait a minute, wait, wait, is that is that? No. It's like, it started going, oh it's it's them, yeah I think it's them. Uh, and after a while we're like, hey guys, I think we better. I don't think we can make it all the way down there. <laughs> Uh, all these lost know. fans just come out like, this yeah. is real what, what's going yeah, on <laughs> yeah. yeah we you know it's it's hard to uh i haven't seen ken and since then uh i did a, a uh show another show in hawaii a uh, hawaii five ball that jorge was on for a while and so i got to see him a couple of times but uh, you know it's it's the, the nature of the business where uh everybody thinks you know People always ask, "Oh, so you know, what was it like working with all these great actors on in the cast? And do you guys keep in touch with each other? Or do you hang out and stuff?" And we're all like, "Well, you know, it's uh, no, not really, because the the project is over, and we go our separate ways, and we might, you know, meet up again in something different, or you know, unless you you know you really spend a lot of time with people and you make friends, you might hang out. But even then, after a while, you know." You go your different ways and got different things to do. So once in a while, if you're, you know, we're in the same town or something, we might hook up. But uh, it, it's hard, right? It's, it's just nature. It's- it's interesting you mentioned about the sort of situation in New York because, I mean, this is the one thing I'm sure you found. I mean, you were talking about it, you know, before you became a recurring character on Lost. It is the fan base of this show, right. um, which, yeah. you know, here we are 11 years after it's ended still talking about it. Um, yeah. I mean, have you ever been on a show or a movie where it's garnered this amount of fandom since Lost or ever outside of Lost? You know, <clears throat> it's it's funny the the the. the projects that uh, um, stay in people's minds because I've done a few of uh, these comic cons and I find that the most fans are still uh, Ninja Turtles still a big thing of course Lost uh, I've done a couple of seasons on the, the Expanse that's not as that has a very 
loyal fan base, but it's not as big as, you know, unless you, you, you go to certain comic cons. Uh, I've done another show uh, where I played my f- favorite role ever, uh, a show called The Tick. And uh, it's, it's just, uh, I think I've gotten lucky in that some of the shows have just this become this sort of uh, very, very loyal group of fans. Even G.I. Joe, mm. uh, but you know, uh, people, I get, I get like middle-aged guys come up to me and say, man, I loved you when I was a kid. I, I thought the shredder was the greatest thing in the world. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm looking at this guy, going, thank you so much with God. Uh, I feel really old right now. <laughs> I want somebody to come up to you on the G.I. Joe thing and be like, do Jimmy Carter again. Do, yeah, yeah. do John Wayne. I loved your John Wayne impersonation 30 years yeah. ago. <laughs> it's got to be really somebody who's like a lot older than me, I guess. <laughs> so G.I. Joe. Yeah. 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 Yep. Which, I mean, you talk about the shows that you, you've been involved in. We're very soon here on the Oz Network. We're going to be covering 24, which is, I mean, I'll admit mm-hmm. this, and it's going to piss off the Lost fans. I love Twenty Four more than I love Lost. Um, uh-huh. And and you were you were in one episode of Twenty Four. Yeah. yeah. But you getting killed in Twenty Four basically yeah. set off a chain of events that had Jack right. Bauer being chased by the Chinese government for about the next five yeah. seasons. You you were the yeah. consul that essentially had to help turn over a bad guy. I think you spoke to President right. Palmer, and then Jack raided the facility and in the gunfire yeah. you accidentally get killed which pisses the chinese government off so right. i mean did, did you i mean it's probably a dumb question because you as going back to the lost sort of situation you don't really know what the plan is but yeah. i mean did, did you at least have some idea that your death would be a, a bad thing for jack and the rest of that day or do you just go ah script call die easy yeah yeah no no i had no idea at all i mean usually <laughs> one of the things is uh um, there, there was a point there where I, uh, you know, I wasn't playing the bad guy, but I, I played a lot of like sort of uh, uh, diplomats, you know, like ambassadors and, and, and consuls or whatever. Uh, again, uh, sort of a more of a continental kind of character. And um, but, like I said, being the bad guy, most of the stuff, most of the things I've done. Uh, I usually get killed uh, in whatever ways. I mean, I've been shot or blown up or whatever. And uh, a lot of my my friends now, and my wife's friends, my wife is always going, "Oh, you got to watch, you know, watch." And he's doing this and this, and the first question he asks is, "Is does he get killed in this one?" Or is <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I had no, you know, it was just, oh, wow, great, I got to doing a guest star on an episode of, of 24, which was really, you know, a great show. It was, uh, it was then it was like, whoa. Uh, so for me, it was like, oh, this is great. Uh, I know, I had no idea that uh, whatever uh, was going to happen was going to lead to anything else. That, which, I mean, I can imagine like- It was back sad like, that I got killed because- Yeah, of course. We don't want you to back, die all so. the time. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I mean, going back to sort of when you read for role and loss and that kind of goes in, you know, it's what you want as an actor. But I can imagine that even if you've got a one episode character that 
it, it must feel pretty cool then if you, if you keep watching 24 or you learn what yeah. sort of happens that your character makes such an impact because I mean realistically if we were to go over the one episode characters of 24 and the impact yeah. that they cause and rank them of their importance your death is probably right. up there as one of the most <laughs> important and, and what are you on screen for like 20 minutes even that yeah, and boom right. you know? that, oh, maybe like five I don't know what you know yeah uh, yeah you never know uh, you know you could do something and it's just, uh, you know, it goes by and, and that's it. Or you can do something and, you know, 30 years later, people are going, hey, uh, you know, I remember you kind of thing. So, yeah, it's, it's, it's amazing. <laughs> Which I, I, I can imagine if you ever see Kiefer Sutherland in the street, you might be a bit scared, right? Like, sorry, Kiefer, I didn't mean to, like, you know, get your character <laughs> chased by the Chinese government. Don't come up. Yeah. I, like, I'm sure Kiefer's a nice guy, but, like, I swear if I saw him on the street, I'd probably be slowly shitting myself. Yeah. <laughs> One of these guys, right, that you're like, you know, that. But, yeah. I mean, you yeah. talk about dying so many times. Is there an art dying on screen francois like i mean you get shot fine but like birds of prey you get your face ripped off i mean you know that's yeah, a bit that different was, than getting shot in the back right that, that, that was a that was great that was a good one <laughs> <laughs> I, I had to go uh, and get my uh you know the cast of my face made up and they put the latex and all that stuff and uh yeah it's uh you know again it's just part of the yeah i mean for me i don't really think about oh uh, death scene I'm gonna you know what am I gonna do kind of thing I mean it's like oh the script says oh he gets shot uh, and pretty much you do the scene and you you know they put the little squib on you and uh, you get shot and you be <laughs> I mean having never been shot in real life I don't know if I, <laughs> I can use anything to, to make it more realistic but I, I can figure hey you know uh, I've seen a lot of people on TV getting shot and I guess I'll just do that kind of thing. But I have quite some method where you go out and get yourself shot or your face peeled yeah. off to really see what it feels like, right? Yeah. I mean, I've been, I think, I've been shot. I've been uh, knifed, I think, and blown up. Uh, I think I've been poisoned where I had to, what did I do? Some show where I was like, uh, yeah, I was poisoned and I had to, as I died, the, the you know, the foam is bubbling out of my mouth kind of thing wow so special effects comes in and you know, say, okay so uh, you know as, as you're dying you gotta just bite on this thing and it's gonna start you know foaming so you know don't get freaked out but just let it go in your mouth kind of stuff and <laughs> it, it's fun to do stuff where you you, you know of course you never get to do that uh, anywhere else and um, you get to do all these different things so yeah it's it's uh i guess it's an art uh, to, it uh, works. It, it, it's, yeah, it's. Yeah, I, I just, I always love these actors who, you know, yeah, like they die in everything, right? It's kind of like the Sean Bean effect, right? Okay, Sean Bean's going to die in this clearly because he's in a movie or something along those lines. And I love that reaction as you're saying from like your wife, like, oh, how are you going to die in this one? But I mean, I, I can imagine then that like it gets to a point where you, you probably go, oh, shot, knifed, poisoned, like give me yeah. something different. I, I want to be like decapitated by a wild pig while flying through the sky listening to Johnny Cash. I don't know. There you go. There you go. <laughs> People can use that if they're listening to this and then they want to yeah. use that. Feel free to, to steal that. What's uh, what's on the agenda right now, Francois? Uh, uh, working on anything at the moment that you're allowed to talk? I, I know you've recently been on Last Man Standing a little bit. Um, obviously that's sort of yeah, wrapping up. But um, uh, what else is out there at the moment for you? 
Yeah, as I uh, as I get a little older now, uh, I'm playing a lot more. Um, I'm the stern dad. <laughs> Is that better than the gang member wearing a leather jacket? <laughs> yeah, a little bit, a little bit. Uh, so, uh, last man standing. I'm the you know not that stern, but uh, I'm playing a lot of dads, and um, uh, you know um, nothing in particular. I just I've been doing a lot of guest spots on different shows. Uh, like I say, if you watch TV or something, sooner or later I'll show up. And you'll be going, hey, oh, there he is. There he is. <laughs> uh, but you know what? I, what's new now is, um, and I guess it's getting more and more uh, popular, and maybe the thing that people work on now is um, video games, mm. motion capture uh, uh, video games. They're hiring, you know, it's they're hiring like big name actors, uh, and we all put on that 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 suit with all the little balls on them, and we we go in and we shoot these scenes with these all contraptions on our on our faces, and you know, <laughs> when you watch it, you go, holy cow, that's you know. Uh, I did uh, a game that came out a little while ago for PlayStation. I guess I can talk about it because it's out now. Called. Uh, Ghost of Tsushima, mm, which mm-hmm. is a uh, uh, game for, like I say, PlayStation 4, and it's a, a, a medieval Japan kind of samurai uh, uh, thing. And I play a uh, <clears throat> a master of uh, archery. Wow. <clears throat> so that was fun to do. And I just finished another, another game, which I, again, can't say anything about, but um so that might be something uh, and and especially uh in this uh, <clears throat> very bad time of covid i've done a little more uh voiceover work than i used to um going back to those roots <laughs> yeah because uh <clears throat> i say gi joe was was kind of a fluke right i did the voiceover it was great but i was not really uh that was not my 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 strong point so i've done uh certain uh <clears throat> roles in the last years or so where like every few years i would get a small part here and there in voiceovers but this this last year i've done more voiceover work than i've done in a long time <clears throat> and i've gotten into uh uh what do you call those audiobooks mm. narrate audiobooks Fantastic. which is a whole different a whole different you know yeah a whole different thing to get you don't necessarily always have to play the gang member or the uh, the father figure in an audio book, right? You know, <laughs> right? Yeah, depending on the book, though. Some yeah, books true, are true. Really, yeah, some books are really great to read out loud. Some are just like, wow, this is so dry, I can't even make it through. <laughs> Can you do impersonations though? Like, I, I really feel you need to get back to that very first role and do impersonations. Like, like open up that range again, Francois. I want to, I want to see. I wanted that Chris Hemsworth thing I mentioned at the beginning. I want to see Francois Chow doing a Chris Hemsworth impersonation. <laughs> <laughs> no, unless it's uh, you know, unless it's from, like I say, stars from the the forties and fifties. Uh, I mean, I can do Bogart, but. Nobody knows who he is anymore. Right? <laughs> we'll educate the kids. They they need to learn yeah. the history. Uh, friends, before I let you go, um, plug plug if you've got social media out there. I know you're on Cameo right now. I know if people want to get themselves a uh, a little message uh, from Pierre, yeah, they can yeah. do that. So where, where can people uh, find you if they want to keep it up to date with what you're doing? 
Well, uh, yeah, if they want Cameo, they can find me there. I, I'm not a big, uh, I'm on Twitter, and uh, I'm, I'm not a big social media kind of guy. I would, uh, even on Twitter, I'll, I'll you know, post something uh, if it, it's about a show I've done or something, you know, it's some kind of uh, uh, thing that I, I'm, I'm serious about. But uh, <clears throat> I find it hard to, you know, to, to say, to post like, hey, I'm at the, having a latte at starbucks uh <laughs> yeah these lost bands <laughs> yeah i'm like well, who, who the hell would want to you know do you get weed cameo requests what's like some weed cameo requests that you've gotten it's i would say 90 percent lost right wow and i and all of them ask for i mean i have to put on a lab coat <laughs> and do it as uh pierre chang yeah so I, I do a little, you know, orientation video for whoever, you know, hi, this is Pierre Chang, and I usually do the orientation videos, but now I'd like to do this special video for you because I, I know it's your birthday. So <laughs> the, 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 the role to... that keeps on giving after all these years. I tell you what, I, I think oh, I'm going to send it out there to our listeners. Somebody message in and get him to do a GI Joe just just to bring everything full circle. I want to do it. <laughs> I want there to be a cameo of Francois having to do Jimmy Carter style voice and GI Joe. Or if yeah. you're a 24 fan. And let's get him shot in the back again and Jack Bauer. Yeah. Damn it. <laughs> yeah. I've had to uh, wrap my face so that all my, I want to see my eyes because I've done a few shredder mm-hmm. from Ninja Turtles. <laughs> Do the shredder voice and say, you know, say happy birthday. Stuff like that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the possibilities. Possibilities. Yeah. Francois, it really has been a lot of fun chatting with you today, learning about your time on Lost and, and other shows. Best of luck with everything uh, moving forward. And, uh, yeah, we really appreciate your time on the Oz Network today. Thank you. Thank you very much, Ben. And I'm so glad we finally got to do this after uh, all the misses that we've <laughs> Me too. Me too. Saving, yeah. saving it. Like we just got to build it up, right? It's kind of like one of these yeah. things where you know it's like Christmas. You're waiting, you're waiting. It comes. It's, it's amazing things. So you know. So you we, we, let's be honest. We do this on the Oz Network all the time. We lead people on. We've got Kiefer Sutherland <laughs> on hold for the next three years. JJ Abrams keeps yeah. on to us. When am I on? Ah, oh, wait a couple more years, mate. We've got Francois Chow on. Like you know, wait your yeah. turn. <laughs> yeah. Great to have Francois on the show there. Learnt a lot and a very fun chat. And as you kind of heard him mention there, it's uh, been a long time coming. We've been in discussion with Francois for quite some time. So in order for us to get this done, we're very happy that we're finally at this point. So a big thanks to Francois for his time and joining me on the Oz Network today. We've got plenty of great stuff coming your way still. Get excited. In a couple of days' time, you are going to hear our Point Break recap as we continue on anniversary month the 30th anniversary of a little film with Keanu Reeves and Patrick Swayze point break it's a fun episode to do it's a fun movie it's an interesting movie I'd never seen it before so you're going to be hearing my reactions for the very first time but Colin and I going over that one too we also have uh, another couple of interviews in the pipeline so stay tuned and including another one that uh, maybe caters towards our Nip Tuck fans. We, I know, have finished covering Nip Tuck, but as we've always said with shows that we do finish covering, such as Nip Tuck Third Watch, when we do have the availability of actors on those shows, we will revisit that coverage and have them on the show. So uh, stay tuned for that. And we are rapidly approaching our 1,000th episode. I don't know why I'm saying it like that. 1,000th. That's the word I'm trying to say. Uh, to those For those playing at home, this is episode 994. 
So in six episodes time, we will be having a 1000th episode spectacular where Colin and I will be going over some memories of the show and uh, remembering the good times and the bad times I guess we've had. And we're planning on bringing in a special guest for that episode. Who will it be? You'll have to find out. So 1000th episode coming very, very soon. And I will clarify for those long, long-term listeners who are probably thinking, well, hey, is that a 1,000 episodes of the Oz Network and Survivor Oz? No, it is just the Oz Network in our separate disguise, not even disguise, our separate form that we are in right now. It's been 1,000 episodes of that. Uh, we will later this year be having a 10-year anniversary episode uh, when we get to October to celebrate 10 years of, of us as a show in general, of course. Started off as Survivor Oz back in 2011, and here we are in 2021, still going. So uh, we will uh, go over that in a bit of a different episode later this year to celebrate our entire legacy as a podcast, because clearly we've made an impact on the world, at least somewhere i think maybe for about five minutes in 2013 i believe it was uh thanks everyone for tuning in to this episode we really do appreciate your support and i know we've kept alluding to something like a patreon coming soon i can say it is coming very very soon as well so uh stay tuned for that one as we get closer and closer to bringing you that as well and as of course i mentioned at the top of this interview and sort of in the middle there speak to francois 24 we will be covering that at some point this year so stay tuned and also at the beginning of this episode i mentioned lost turning i can say that noah and i have gone back into the recording studio we've recorded some episodes we're banking a few so we don't disappoint by releasing a couple then going quiet for another year and a half but our lost coverage is returning this year so uh, those lost fans who have been hanging out for content we're up to the fifth season we will be getting into that again very, very soon. Stay tuned. Thanks again to Francois for his time on the podcast today. My name is Ben. Thanks for listening to the Oz Network. We'll speak to you again soon. Thanks for downloading this episode of the Oz Network. Make sure you never miss an episode by subscribing to the podcast by Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, or by copying our RSS feed into your preferred podcast provider. And while you're there, please drop us a rating and leave us some feedback. You can also be sure to stay up to date with all the latest episodes and happenings from the show, as well as finding out how you can get involved in upcoming episodes by following our social media pages on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram, as well as getting everything you need under one roof at theoznetwork.net. Thanks again for listening and we'll speak to you next time.